See, they just don't make them like they used to. Which is why Carolina Classic Cars is your one-stop shop for everything classic. Check out our showroom just off Highway 64 near Asheboro or hop on our website at thecarolinaclassiccars.com. Carolina Classic Cars, let's go for a ride. Welcome to Crash Radio, sponsored by Carolina Classic Cars on WKXR 94.9 FM. Crash Radio is created by Rhino Leap Productions, a company producing theater, music, dance, and documentaries in North Carolina. Every episode of Crash Radio focuses on local musicians, writers, and storytellers sharing their work in front of live audiences in Asheboro, North Carolina. The content is then edited for broadcast. This episode was recorded live at the Table Farmhouse Bakery and Cafe. The Table offers locally sourced food in a warm, welcoming environment. For my daughter Dusty, the Table is a symbol of acceptance, of sharing, and of fellowship. That's why she and her team are committed to bringing that symbol to our community in order to strengthen friendships and neighboring businesses alike and to offer the highest quality food we can find. Come join us for a meal at downtown Ashboro, or if you'd like an event catered, you can find information on the website at thetablefarmbakery.com and at the table there's always room for one more our first guest is jack gorham jack allows his imagination to shape ideas and stray bits of reality into songs that offer a compelling blend of fact and fiction his message is just as likely to make an audience tap its toes and dance as it is to lead them to think about time place or love in an unexpected way sky was blue as it could be the breeze blew gently through the cottonwood trees God stood back and smiled proud and pleased still there ain't no perfect day to say goodbye the sun was soft with just enough heat The air was fresh with flowers Fragrance sweet And surely this is where Earth and heaven meet Still there ain't no perfect day To say goodbye A drive in the country Is good for the soul so many turns you can lose your way And when an old blues heart plays Amazing grace Any old sinner can be saved
Our next guest is Joel Maines. Joel retired in 2017 after 25 years as a firefighter paramedic in suburban Chicago. Relocating to Ashboro a month later, he found the mild winters, friendly people, and welcoming vibes to be everything he was looking for in a new hometown. Joel started a blog, I Can Relate to Ducks, in 2009, and has been writing about life, loss, and laughter as he sees fit ever since. He's trying to compile stories from the job into a book that may or may not see the light of day. His website can be found at ICanRelateToDucks.com. 25 years on a, on a smallish but fairly busy department, you see things and you, uh, you do things. And, and some of the stories are, are memorable for a variety of reasons. Um, I had to pick some that were A, radio friendly, uh, or there would have been a lot of beeps, you know, if this thing ever makes the air. Um, this particular tale occurred in mid-January. Sometime around midnight or 1 a.m., we got toned out for a house fire. On this night, I was riding backwards on engine three. I looked to see what was coming our way, and I saw a tri-level house with flames blowing out a window on the ground floor of the west side and a man in a second floor window on the north side of the house with light gray smoke wafting lazily out the window from behind him. Two of our police officers were standing in the front yard, their flashlights illuminating him, as they were talking to him. I imagine they were trying to keep him calm and telling him the fire department was here and that the FD would get him out. As I walked around engine three to grab the hose line, I looked back up at the window. The man wasn't there. I thought that was probably a bad sign as I moved up to grab the cross lay. Uh, the hose is literally laid side to side across the middle of the fire engine uh, and flake it out in the front yard. That's where you take the hose and spread it out in a pattern to facilitate taking it in and eliminating kinks in the hose. Kink in a fire hose is a bad thing. I reached up and grabbed the hose, pivoting to load it onto my shoulder so I could deploy it. And as I spun around again to face the house, I was met by one of the police officers. Something wasn't quite right. And in the seconds it took him to get to me, my mind processed what was different about him. He was carrying a naked, one-legged man, bear hug style, in front of him. That's something you don't see every day, even in this job. I was particularly pleased with myself for not bursting out laughing. <laughs> when Scott the cop asked me where I wanted the naked man, I helpfully pointed to our ambulance, Medic 3, parked in a driveway on the other side of the street, two houses down. He was a World War II veteran, by the way lost his leg in the war. He also liked to sleep in the nude, which explains his predicament at the time of the fire. I'm sure others in the profession could tell you stories that are remarkably similar. You might be surprised to learn that this job involves a lot of nudity. For instance, every single call we ran at the health club across the street from the firehouse. Okay, not every single call, but it sure seemed like a disproportionate number of those calls took place in the men's locker room. <laughs> so when we got called out one November evening around 10 p.m. for a woman in labor, we didn't dawdle, but a grain of salt was firmly embedded in our collective minds. That started to change when we were met at the front door by the husband, who told us his wife's water had broken and that she was on the floor in the upstairs bathroom. 
We climbed the stairs, and as I walked into the bathroom, I saw Mom on the floor, and judging by the look on her face, she was in the midst of a contraction. This set in motion an increased sense of purpose as everyone on our five-man crew set about accomplishing the myriad tasks we needed to get done, and done quickly, to ensure a happy outcome. I checked for crowning when the baby's head starts to appear. It's a sign of imminent birth and seeing none, breathed a quick sigh of relief. I took a quick history and learned the contractions were less than three minutes apart, oh boy, and about 45 seconds in duration, oh boy. I also learned this was mom's third pregnancy. This didn't thrill me either. We loaded her into the ambulance as a contraction was starting, so I checked again for crowning. Still seeing none, we did a quick prep job. My partner started an IV on mom as I made sure our emergency OB kit was open and accessible to me in case the stork won the race to the hospital. The stork crossed the finish line ahead of us. I checked again for crowning and this time the top of the baby's head was clearly visible. Now, for a little background, labor and delivery is not only a significant part of the paramedic curriculum, but also a regular part of our continuing education. I had delivered one other baby in the field early in my career and had been in the room for several others as a paramedic student, not to mention being in the room when my kids were born. So while it's not a lie to say that this was not my first rodeo, I certainly identified more with the clown than with the bull rider. <laughs> One of the things we're taught is to prepare for an explosive birth. I had always taken that phrase as less than literal. Mom felt the need to push, so we told her to go ahead, expecting the delivery to take place over two or more contractions. Mary had other plans, as she shot out like a watermelon seed at a <laughs> July picnic. <laughs> into my waiting hands. Like explosive birth or not, I never imagined anything approaching the warp speed she displayed. <laughs> I suctioned her airway, dried her off while the lieutenant clamped the cord, and wrapping her snugly, handed her up to mom. Probably my favorite part of the story of Mary is the bond that I developed with her family. For the rest of my career, I would randomly run into Mary's family around town and take a few minutes to catch up. As she got a little older, Mary took great joy in telling people she was born in the back of an ambulance. Mom asked if we could make an appearance at their house with the fire engine for Mary's seventh birthday party, and of course, we were glad to oblige. I was the only crew member from her call working that day, and Mary gave me a thank you card after we got to her party. Its inscription read, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. It was a very sweet gesture. I've often thought about the fact she was in my hands when she drew her first breath, and how in that moment, all the calls I ran over my career with less than happy endings were kicked the proverbial curb. And once again, Jack Gorham. kissing on each side 
captivates my gaze, happily hypnotized. Never seen anything so smooth. It's pure momentum and follow through. Wait till I get my hands on you. I think I'll sit a little and watch the hourglass Curves contoured toward the middle, each end a perfect half When the last grain of sand slips through, I'll turn it over and start anew Wait till I get my hands on you. Now this clock's got a face, but it never smiles It got movements full of grace, but lacks your style It ticks and it talks, it's just a soul in a box Run by gears, reminding me a day without you feels like years. Imagination been busy all day. Absence breeds inspiration. And now it's time for play That sun is gone when you walk in the room And now that dial ain't got nothing to do Time stops Thank you for listening to Crash Radio here on WKXR 94.9 FM. Sponsored by Carolina Classic Cars and produced by Rhino Leap Productions.